You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you live in your true identity as the creator of your life. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 111, The Art of Receiving, part five, God's will is something better. Have you ever prayed for something and not received it? When you hear the phrase, God's will be done, how does this phrase make you feel? Have you ever wondered if God does not want you to have what your heart wants to have? In today's episode, we're going to talk about the true nature of God, His abundance, and how His will guides us to receive something even better than we can conceive on our own. Too often, when people don't immediately get what they hope for, they give up, believing God doesn't want it for them. This episode reveals how God's will for you is better than you can even imagine, which is probably why we miss receiving sometimes, simply because we're too busy looking for the blessing we think we want instead of being open to something even better. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available in Deseret Bookstores and on Amazon.com. It's filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to everyone who has left a review for this podcast on iTunes. If this podcast has ever helped you in any way, will you share your thoughts by leaving a review? Your support is what makes this podcast possible. Today's review of the week comes from Elizabeth. She says, Brooke is doing something that no one else out there is doing combining abundance and manifestation with a gospel perspective. I have looked for something like this for years. Every time I get confused about the balance, I come back to this podcast. I've re-listened to so many episodes. Thank you, Brooke. Elizabeth, thank you so much for the review. And you know what? I too have looked for the same thing for years. (laughs) I even prayed that God would send me someone who would take the law of attraction and new age concepts and put it into gospel language because there were some things that felt so right and other parts that were hard to reconcile together. That is one prayer that God chose to not answer in the way I expected, which is exactly what we're talking about in this episode today. (laughs) I will never forget expressing my frustration to the Lord that I wanted him to send me the teacher who would tie the two worlds together. And he said, you are the teacher. That was a challenging answer to receive. Nonetheless, it put perspective on what I'd been learning to do. I was learning how to translate truth and find the connections for myself. My hope is that anyone listening to these episodes won't just come away from it having learned these concepts in a gospel language, but better yet, I hope people develop their own ability to translate for themselves. There is truth everywhere, in all cultures and traditions, and when we expand our circle for the additional perspectives, our lives are deeply enriched. Blessings to you, Elizabeth, on your own journey of making those connections. Keep being an amazing creator. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. If you haven't left a review yet, will you do that today? Just pause the episode and leave a quick review right now. 
I've currently reached just over 900 reviews and I would love to make it to 1000 by the end of the year. I want this podcast to help as many people as possible. You taking the time to write a review will help me reach that goal. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. In this Art of Receiving series, we have covered how to receive our past and present blessings. And now we're talking about how to receive future blessings. In effort to be a co-creator with God in creating the desires of our heart, it's important we acknowledge blocks that can prevent us from moving forward. A common block I have seen again and again when I learn or teach about the law of creation is the question of God's will. When what I desire is not delivered immediately, it is human nature to start to doubt God could actually want what I want to. What if my will and His will are different? Worse yet, what if His will is what I dread or don't want for my life at all? Must I settle and let go of my own dreams and desires? Hopefully the last episode in this series helped to confirm that God is the source of your good desires. He placed them within you and will also help you create them if you are willing to nurture them into fruition. In this episode, it's worth taking the time to explore the collaboration of your will and God's will and how this plays into creation. In 2001, as a single college student, I spent the summer working in Grand Teton National Park. On a day off, a friend and I headed into the town of Jackson, Wyoming. We were going to pretend we were tourists for the day. While browsing shops, we began talking with an artist. It was one of those rare moments of meeting a stranger and instantly connecting on the deepest level, as if we were long-lost soul sisters. Within seconds, she was revealing her life story and leading us through the series of events that brought her to what she was doing now. We were captivated as we listened to how one thing led to another, and just when she thought she'd reached a dead end, the next opportunity would open up. She shared miracle after miracle. I'll never forget the moment she excitedly raised her hands to the heavens and said, for so long, it was like I was trying to put a square peg into a round hole and things just wouldn't work out. But then I learned to be open to whatever shape the universe was trying to send me and discovered I had a place for new shapes. If the universe sent the shape of a star, I opened myself to a star and it came through. If the universe sent a heart shape, I'd open myself to the shape of a heart and things would work out. I stopped trying to control how I thought everything should fit. And that was when my life turned out better than I could have ever imagined. I still remember the electricity of that conversation and being inspired, especially as a young 20 year old girl with a blank future ahead of me. I wanted to be open to whatever the universe would send. Would I be open to receive what God was sending? Or would I be too prescriptive in trying to force the shape I had chosen instead? I have had countless square peg and round hole experiences since then. It's a lesson I'm still trying to learn. 
And yet, the moments I open myself up to blessings having a different shape than I expected, I too have experienced wondrous opportunities, just like my artist friend we met that summer day long ago. When things don't seem to be working out and people question what God's will is for them, the tendency is to think your will is way off track from what God wants for you. It's a square peg and round hole moment. Yet it's always important to remember God is who placed your good desires within you. He did so on purpose. It's part of the plan. Most importantly, it's the first part of the plan. I always counsel people to start with what you want. Trust it. This desire is what you know. It's knowledge you are clear on. What you want may change, but you start with what you want right now and bring it to God and do the work to nurture this seed. It's quite likely as the seed begins to grow, it will start to change shape. The round seed sprouts, the shape changes, and amazingly, the shape of that original seed will change again and again and again until down the road, you have something far more glorious than your original idea of what you thought you wanted. I'm sure if I were to ask you if life has brought you any surprises while you were on the path of pursuing your desires, (laughs) you'd probably laugh, right? We all have had experiences of pursuing one thing and ending up with something different than we expected. I majored in music in college. I was following my heart and I chose a graduate school I knew would be perfect for my big musical dreams. Turns out the program at that school was, how do I put this delicately? It was a nightmare. (laughs) However, I did meet my husband in the university choir, and I did meet a friend who taught me photography, which became my next creative endeavor for the following nine years. My round peg changed into a heart when I met my husband, and it changed into a rectangle when I started pursuing photography. The shapes changed, but because I followed my first desire of music, I was in the right place at the right time. I was gaining skills and meeting people and having experiences that would lead me to the next thing. Desires can change. And yet, each original desire is vital and important to your path. It's God's way of leading you along. Always start with what you want right now, with an openness to allow God to mold your desires along the way. If your heart is soft, He will take your desire and continuously shape it to fit into all the glorious blessings he desires to give you. This is co-creation. Your will can lead you to his will. They are meant to come together. Wendy Nelson, wife of Russell M. Nelson, the prophet and president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, shares a profound story in her book, The Heavens Are Open. She says, 
When we pray, thy will be done, we let the Lord know we are ready to receive whatever he is ready to give to us, or perhaps whatever he knows we are finally ready to receive. That reminds me of a prayer offered by a dear friend. One day, my future husband asked me to find a house for us. Only a few people knew we were engaged, so he couldn't go looking for a home. We weren't ready for the rumors. Our friend went house hunting with me, and I found a home I liked immediately. I could see all kinds of possibilities for my husband-to-be and me. I asked our friend if she would quickly offer a prayer that Elder Nelson and I could own this home. She did, but she changed the words. She prayed, please help Elder Nelson and Wendy to acquire this home or something better. As I drove home, I kept remembering the words or something better. I phoned our friend and said, do you always pray that way? I never knew you could add that little tagline or something better. She laughed, never really answering my question. Later that evening, those unusual words were still lingering in my mind, or something better. I called our friend. Do you know who else prayed for something better? The prophet Joseph Smith. We recalled together the story of Joseph Smith and Emma sitting down to a meager meal of cornbread. The prophet prayed, Lord, we thank thee for this Johnny cake and ask thee to bring us something better. Moments later, there was a knock on the door. It was a man bringing some flour and a ham to the Smiths. Is there something better that the Lord would bring to us if we would let him know that we are seeking for his will for us and his will alone? What would help us to grow spiritually to the point that we want only whatever the Lord would deem to be something better for us? something that is so much better than we even know how to ask. I should add as a postscript that the next time I went house hunting, after the something better prayer by our friend, the Lord led me to a home that was far more suited to the needs of my husband and me. It was indeed something better. Close quote. (laughs) Isn't this an amazing story? It is thrilling to think of all that can come forth as blessings into my life if I am willing to allow the Lord's will to truly be done. But to really allow this to come to pass, I think it's worth examining what I believe about the Lord's will. Many times I have believed God's will for me was not about receiving something better, but about receiving something worse. I think about the years I spent single before finding my husband. I deeply desired to get married. I prayed to find my husband, but my dating life was pretty much non-existent. I think of the years I spent starting my coaching business and creating courses. When I first announced I was receiving coaching clients in 2016, nobody booked. Not one person. (laughs) I remember wondering if perhaps God's will was for me to not have anything I was working for. Perhaps his will was for me to have nothing. Too often we block what he is giving because we think it's supposed to look one way. 
We're looking for only one shape. When things don't go as planned or we don't receive what we want, it's easy to doubt his will is something better. We forget who God really is. In 2014, Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf shared this amazing insight in the October General Conference saying, Part of our challenge is that we imagine that God has all of his blessings locked in a huge cloud up in heaven, refusing to give them to us unless we comply with some strict paternalistic requirements he has set up. But the commandments aren't like that at all. In reality, Heavenly Father is constantly raining blessings upon us. It is our fear, doubt, and sin that, like an umbrella, block these blessings from reaching us. His commandments are the loving instructions and the divine help for us to close the umbrella so we can receive the shower of heavenly blessings. I love this image, this image of God freely and constantly raining blessings upon us. This is the true nature of our heavenly parents. It is our own fear, doubt, and sin that like an umbrella blocks us from receiving. I feared I would never find a husband. I feared and doubted that I would ever build a viable business or make any kind of impact with my work. The reason I love the idea of adding the little tagline or something better to our desires and prayers is that it is an immediate act of faith. The opposite of fear. It's an immediate act of hope. The opposite of doubt. It puts the umbrella down. It allows us to be open to God delivering what we ask for or something better. We're open to whatever shape comes, however it comes, whenever it comes. It is true that some things may take longer. God's timing is so divine. The first four years of my coaching business, I barely covered the cost of having a business. I prayed for clients or sales of my courses, but mostly got crickets in return. Most people would have probably taken that as a sign to drop out. Yet I couldn't not do it. I kept creating podcasts and courses and practicing, even though hardly anyone was listening. While it seemed like there was no external progress, there was significant internal progress. I was growing and developing. I became more prepared and experienced to lead people. To my surprise, and yes, it was a surprise because this was not what I planned in the beginning, I founded the Creation Coach School. We have our own coaching certification program with almost 300 trained coaches at the time of this recording. God most certainly took my desire and molded it into something else. The shape changed. And amazingly, he is still shaping and guiding my desires in unexpected ways. I had to keep nurturing this seed far longer than I expected, but it turned into something better than my original hope and dream. God is constantly raining blessings upon us. 
He desires to bless us with something better. As we come to learn his true nature, that he is not withholding, that he truly has something better, we open ourselves to receive. We exercise faith to put down the umbrella that blocks us from what he is showering down in abundance. What in your life have you been yearning for? Have you received it? What do you believe about God's will for you? Consider the possibility that God's will can take your desires, those pure desires he planted in your own heart, and bring you something even better. God is not a God of scarcity. He is not a God of less. He is God of the entire universe. All things are possible with God. He loves you. He wants something better for you. You matter to him and your desires are important to him. What would happen if we allowed God's will to be understood in our minds and hearts for the abundance it really is? What would happen if we put down the umbrella and asked for what we want or something better? See it. Say it, feel it, do it, become it. You are a creator. Now go co-create something great. If this concept of God's will is something better, was compelling, and you wonder how to practice this, I invite you to take my creation course. The introductory lessons can be found for free in my Law of Creation ebook found in the show notes of this episode. And when you're ready to go to the next level that makes it all practical, you can sign up for the full creation course. The creation course is a personal transformation program that teaches you how to use the law of creation to create the change your soul is longing for. You can find this program at thecreationcoachschool.com. You can do this. I am cheering you on.